With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, big news. If you've been masked up outdoors for last year, if you've been putting masks on your children, don't you feel silly. New story, big story in the New York Times of all places, says that was all for naught. We will read you the story. We'll give you the latest. You will not believe the number of outdoor transmissions of COVID in the entire world. We'll give you that number, and hopefully you'll throw that mask away. Also, LeBron James, we've got new rules here. New rule, LeBron James, you're not allowed to make fun of King James. And if you do, you could lose your livelihood We'll give you that story. And Colin Kaepernick reminded everybody in the NFL why they don't want him on their team. Yesterday, speaking of the NFL, it is scheduled day. Scheduled day. We'll give you some of the highlights, the big games, and and we'll ask the question: Is there any game in the big in the NBA or NHL that's as big as the day they released the schedule in the NFL? Well, I guess we now know once again why the NFL is king. We will get into all that today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car? But hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they get up lower your monthly payments, lower your interest rate. Of both applying is easy. And their loan experts will help you find a loan term and the payment fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's do this. 
This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, I'd like to uh, begin today the way I often do um, in, in my life. I mean, it's just what I do a lot. I sing the praises of... Uh, of <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> is that a recognizable um, name or is that a family thing? Yeah, that's a famous name. Oh, here. Oh, Tom Brady's calling me oh, again. No, he's he's always again. looking for tips on, you know, how to stay in shape, how to eat right. He's Doesn't he know we do his interviews on Mondays? It's Mondays is our scheduled interview. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> the New York Times, uh, we spend a lot of time mocking the New York Times for good reason. The New York Times, as we know, they lie. They have a political agenda. They are the the propaganda wing of the Democrat Party. They're not a newspaper. But occasionally, when they do um, stumble across, you know, have this, do, accidentally do some journalism, we have to take note. And this isn't really journalism. This is a makeup call after a year of lying to us and, and, and carrying the water of people who lie to us, such as Dr. Fauci or the CDC. But I've spent a year uh, and, and over a year now. And what I do, I, every day I tell you, I go, I run in the city. I ride my bike. Yesterday I went for a long bike ride in the city. I walk, oftentimes just walking with my wife, and I don't wear a mask. Of course I don't wear a mask. I'm not an idiot. I'm outdoors, and and most people do. I've given you the number. It was at the 95% of people wearing masks, bike riding, jogging, walking their dogs alone. Nobody near them. They wear masks. For the most part, I've just kind of ignored them and said, you know, they're they're just rule followers who don't want to, uh, you know, ruffle any feathers, and they just do what they're told, like Dave Cullinane. And I, uh, I learned to accept it, but gradually we've learned, or at least some people have read up and learned and understood that it's stupid. Wearing a mask is not good for you outdoors. It does nothing. It prevents nothing. It protects you from nothing. And I can't tell you. How many times that I've been jogging or walking and people have turned away. I've told you before about people jogging and they've literally run off the, the running trail into the woods or into the trees. People who've stopped. I had two people and I'm walking down a, and a couple of weeks ago, walking down a uh, sidewalk near my house. And there's a big wall on their side as they come into to two grownups, man and woman masked up. I'm not. They turn to the wall like they're kids in timeout and stand and face the wall until I go by. And I just start laughing. My, my go-to response is just to laugh at these silly, silly people. Normally, I mean, I'd love to stop and, you know, ask them, are you an idiot? Are you, what are you doing? You're, you're facing a wall to what? Protect you from a virus that I don't have? I mean, what are you doing? Yesterday, I'm out and I'm thinking... Today will be the day that people will stop with this ridiculous you know, practice of wearing masks outdoors on a nice, sunny, breezy day. But no, and I'm going to say it's not up to 95 anymore, but it's down to 60, 65% of people jogging, running, um, uh, walking, singing. I told you about the guy playing his guitar by the river, masked up, nobody near him. And I'm starting to get annoyed. I have to admit, I'm ready to start scolding these fools and saying, what are you doing? And I'm going to pull out the New York Times because I'm sure these people think the New York Times, you know, is the paper of record and all that. But here, here from the New York Times yesterday, and it's amazing that this isn't page one above the fold for everybody because you know people like me, we've known it all along, but now 
Now we're learning from, from other sources on the other side of the, the debate that the CDC has been lying to you for the, for a year, not about, about lots of things, but about specifically mask wearing outdoors. Now I saw a montage of uh, Walensky, the head of the CV, CDC <coughs> saying that mask wear, uh, the, the transmission outdoors is less than 10%. She said it over and over and over again, they believe it's, Less than 10% of COVID transmission occurs outdoors. That always seemed kind of high, and for a good reason. It is. It's, it's a lie. Now, the, um, uh, the, the, the point, that, and she's obviously covering her track, covering herself by saying it's less than 10%, but she knew it was much, much less than 10%. You know what is closer to, to, than 10%? Zero. It's insignificant, the amount of outdoor transmission. And, you know, she said it uh, over and over again. 10% 10 is just enough for people to be like, oh, shit, one in 10 people could get this thing? Like, yeah, it's the perfect perfect fear factor right there. Yes, and it's a lie. So the CDC, your CDC, once again has been lying to you. And I just feel like this is something that affects everybody. And I see most people saying, oh, might as well be safe and careful and put the mask on outdoors but i mean you might as well again put your underwear on your head if they tell it doesn't really do anything here we go they said the uh, actual um uh, this dr muj civic a bi- uh, virologist at the university of st andrews beautiful place he says that was a huge exaggeration in truth the share of transmission that has occurred outdoors is below 1% and maybe below 0.1%. Multiple epidemiologists said the rare outdoor transmission has happened almost always seems to involve crowded places or close conversation. In one study, it was about guys outdoors working construction. And they said, oh, look, they transmitted the disease to each other. But the fact is they went indoors to eat lunch or went indoors for uh for their breaks and they sat in close contact for a half an hour for lunch and got each other sick it wasn't outdoors that was a lie and this is the 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 line that i hope people uh read and retain saying that less than 10 percent of covid transmissions occur outdoors is akin to saying that sharks attack fewer than twenty thousand swimmers a year now that's true right the actual number is 150 you got no chance of getting attacked by a shark. But if they say it's less than 20%, at 20,000, like you say, Cullinane, you go, ooh, that's a pretty big number. Well, technically, it is less than 20,000, but the only reason they're using that number is to deceive you. That number was never accurate by saying 10% of transmissions occur outdoors. But here's the best part. Um it says this isn't just a gotcha math issue. It's an example of how the CDC is struggling to communicate, leaving many people confused about what's truly risky. Um, these recommendations would be more grounded in science if anywhere close to 10% occurred outdoors. It is not. You ready for this? Everybody ready for this? Uh, listeners, viewers here. This is from the New York Times that has been rooting for the virus for over a year, but occasionally they lapse into a little honesty. Ah, here we go. There is not a single documented COVID infection 
anywhere in the world from casual outdoor interaction, such as walking past someone on the street or eating at a nearby table. I will repeat, there's not a single documented COVID infection anywhere in the world from outdoor uh, interactions. Nowhere in the freaking world. I'm looking at, would you like to know uh, the numbers in the world? Uh, the latest numbers in the world, 160,416,106 cases. 3,333,778 deaths in the world. 3 million, 3.3 million. Not a single documented case of transmission outdoors. And yet we have so many people just following like sheep, like lemmings, just saying, oh, you know, uh, the governor or the mayor, these hacks who graduated from, you know, some state school with a political science degree who are, who are I don't even know who, who, who's uh, making these recommendations, but they all want to show you, they want to show their colleagues, they want to show, you know, the community that they mean business, that they, they care about public health and they want to keep you safe. So they say, wear a mask outdoors. Rarely do you get the question from the media, you know, even in DC, unless Peter Ducey's there, where do you get a question, a tough question, a good question, but the question always was, why? Why are you wearing a mask outdoors? To say, you know, you can never be too careful is not an answer. Again, wear it in the shower then. Wear it in bed. You know, wear it while you're swimming. Wear it, you know, when you're alone at home. If, if you can never be too careful, you just want, you ask one thing. Just tell me the truth. Just be honest. As, as we well, you saw. Can, you, can, you can scare people and still give factual information. Like, don't you think, don't you think if, if that number, if they said it was less than 1%, don't you think Fauci still scared people enough for them? I mean, I, I forget what the quote was you just said from the CDC, but they don't have a problem communicating with the public. The public is so riled up about it. They have a problem listening to a lot of the information that is being accumulated because all I hear when talking about the virus is the questions and a question is being asked. What do I do here? What do I do here? What are they saying about this? What are they saying about that? And the answer to the majority of the public, especially that I interact with for one, is Oh yeah, you know what? Just put a mask on. Do it outside. Just do it. Get it over. Yeah, just do it. Be safe. You know, and I mean, but literally, we see uh, people outdoors, double masked children, four years old. I mean, I I almost, I almost lost it and asked some grown ups, some adults, some parents, what the hell they were doing. They were in. They were along the river here in Boston. Nice day, beautiful spring day, and they're I don't know. I was going to say three or four year old was masked up playing outdoors. I'm going, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Don't ask me why it bothers me. Uh, I think, and I'm not going to say it's child abuse, but it's certainly unnecessary. The kid doesn't need the mask. Why are you forcing your children to struggle to breathe? It makes no sense. I don't know how many people read this. Again, it's the New York Times. It's not, you know, not a lot of people read it anymore, but I think this one kind of made the rounds. This story because again it was a a rare moment of uh, candor from the new york times but there's came <laughs> okay, to say it one more time this is simple to understand you know there's not a lot of it's not like the debate with fauci and Rand paul yesterday which was glorious i love Rand paul i love him and and, and i realize he's kind of a crazy libertarian in some ways and 
in this case, he's a medical doctor who holds Fauci's feet to the fire and makes Fauci uncomfortable, which rarely happens. The media, you know, his colleagues, people just continue to, you know, w worship the man for what reason? I don't know. But Rand Paul makes him so uncomfortable and he looks at him the way, uh, you know, like a, like a king or a, a prince would. Like, don't you realize who I'm royalty? You don't question me like that. And Rand Paul does. And it was beautiful. And Fauci lied, I believe, lied to the world. But that's not the first time. In this case, this is so easy for everybody to understand. All you people out there is I want to open a window and yell at people walking by with masks. The New York Times says there's not a single case on planet Earth, documented case of somebody getting the virus from casual outdoor interactions. Not one, not one in the world. So can you tell me why today when I go outside and go for a little jog today, why I will see people, fit, young people, and I assume they're not total morons, they're not totally stupid maybe they are but you know they're you know you see these people they look like they're you know on the ball and yet they'll have they'll be running they're running shorts and the t-shirt and the and a big mask and it'll be like have you followed the news can you tell me why you're doing that i realize a lot of it is virtue signal and i realize people show and look at me i care about my family. care about what care about the you know the truth because if you cared about the truth you would understand this is just made up nonsense they've been lying to you all along what is it what is it what does the outdoor factor change though let me ask you that like it, I, I, I was wondering that like a year ago i mean obviously i wasn't wearing a mask because i'm not an idiot but a year ago lots of people weren't and then one day you know fauci said fauci decided the medical community had enough masks stored and said you know what i've been lying all along Jerome Adams, same thing. We've been lying all along. Now's the time to go get your masks. And people started wearing masks and then, you know, they were plentiful. But it, it just one day they decided, a guy, and, and, and consider this, <clears throat> Fauci's been a virologist for 50 years. And a year ago, this virologist didn't think it was necessary <clears throat> to wear a mask against COVID. And then one day he decided it was. So he's got, a, he's got, you know, went to school, got a medical degree, worked in this field for 50 years and didn't know enough a year ago to say wear a mask. Just one day, boom, light went off and said, you know what? We should wear masks. And not only should we wear them, they save lives. That If you don't wear them, you're killing people. You're killing uh, your fellow Americans if you don't wear them. And he never cleared this up. He never said, you know, when you go outside with your kids, you go outside for a run, you don't need them. Let's be honest. Let's, you know, let's tell the truth here. He loves the control. He loves the fear factor and he exploited it. He took advantage of it. He said, you know, I'm an authority. You're not, I'm going to make sure you're scared. Oh, my, you but my question, something that's totally unnecessary. Yeah. But my question though, is minus uh, showcasing their power, which is what it's all about is what does like, what does it matter if we're wearing masks outdoors or not? Yes. We look stupid. Yes. It does nothing. Yes. Obviously we are idiots and we do actually have freedom in this country to do whatever the fuck we want. But I just mean, what does it really change economically? We're still screwed because you can't go inside a restaurant and, have dinner with your family. You know what I mean? You so know, what you know what's, but here's, here's what I'd like to remind people. I know, you know, we don't want to live in the past here. We're live and learn. They knew this. Uh, obviously it's not great. Some great secret. They knew this a year ago, six months ago, eight months ago, they knew there was not a COVID uh, transmission outdoors anywhere. It just on record. There were none. 
and yet they closed outdoor dining. They closed, consider how insane this is, and I know we've covered this ground, but again, I want people to understand that they've been lied to, that they're the people running the show, making the rules are either dishonest or they're dumb. They're either lying to you or they're just stupid. One or the other. It can't be anything else. If they if they shut down restaurants, outdoor dining, they filled in, you know, skateboard parks, they locked up playgrounds, they took rims down in basketball courts, they said you couldn't play tennis. And even, you know, everyone knew. These people knew there was no transmission outdoors, and yet they told and and by the way, you know where it is transmitted? Indoors. They said, "You're not going to stay outside anymore." We got a curfew. We're closing the playgrounds. We're canceling sports. Go inside. And by the way, don't just go inside. Go inside and order, you know, Domino's. Go inside, eat, sit around, get fat. So the, the, the virus is transmitted indoors and the people most vulnerable are fat. And what your government did was encourage you to go indoors and get fat. Now, why is it they're not more outraged to this? I, 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 I know why now, because the media is not interested because their guys in the white house, their people are in charge, their people in big tech and big, big media are in charge. But if they were a media, if it weren't just, you know, Tucker Carlson out there in the New York post and one or two other outlets actually doing media, people would say, hold on, Fauci, hold on, Walensky or whoever you've been lying to us. I mean, Walensky has been lying to you for, I don't know how many months, uh, you know, six, eight months lying. They said, and and this is not just, you know, a, a little white lie. This is actually saying 10% so that someone like Cullinane and a simple man says, whoa, that's pretty significant. That's one in 10. She knew it was less than one-tenth of 1%. She knew it wasn't a factor, and yet she kept you scared and kept you masked up. So that's your government, your federal government, your S, your CDC, who is so bad that Susan Collins scolded her yesterday and said, I no longer trust you. Think of that. Susan Collins, the biggest squish in D.C., scolding Walensky and saying, I don't trust you anymore because you have been lying to us. And I'm going to go out today and I'm going to look around and all these people are going to be masked up. And these children, these poor children are going to be abused by their parents. And I'm going to say, do you understand? Big, big, big planet we live on, 7 billion people. There's no no record of someone getting COVID, uh, particularly now when so many people are vaccinated or have had the have had the disease. There is zero, literally zero chance that you're going to get this disease outside, and yet you continue to to, to gag your child and make it easy, make it difficult for him to. But breathe. you under, but you understand that only one thing will change this. It won't be. It could be the lead story. It could say less than one tenth of one percent on the lead story of every nightly newscast. It will not change any person in this country. The only thing that matters is whether Doctor Fauci says it tomorrow yeah. morning. Well, I don't know. I think Fauci's losing a little bit of his luster. Oh, Hopefully, he is. Hopefully, he is. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Rand Paul, again for dressing down this fraud. You want, watch, you want to watch a little bit of that? I got a little. Yeah, bit I mean, if you haven't seen it, it was just good to see a guy like him who thinks he's, you know, infallible, actually being called out by another medical doctor who knows his stuff. It was it was awesome, Doctor Fauci. We don't know whether the pandemic started in a lab in Wuhan or evolved naturally, but we should want to know. 
Three million people have died from this pandemic, and that should cause us to explore all possibilities. Instead, government authorities, self-interested in continuing gain-of-function research, say there's nothing to see here. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. Juicing up super viruses is not new. Scientists in the U.S. have long known how to mutate animal viruses to infect humans. This gain-of-function research has been funded by the NIH. The collaboration between the U.S. and the Wuhan Virology Institute continues. Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund Dr. Barrick? We do not fund... Do you fund gain, Dr. Barrick's gain-of-function research? Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. Not you don't think inserting a bat virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain of function. That is you would not be in the minority because at least 200 scientists have signed a statement from the Cambridge Working yeah. Group saying that it is gain of function. Well, it is not. And if you look at the grant and you look at the progress reports, it is not gain of function, despite the fact that people tweet that government scientists. This is this is what the uh, morning shows have been do ha should have been doing for the past year. <laughs> this, this is what well, journalists. I, I mean, as somebody said, he went on a bunch of talk shows every Sunday. God knows the guy does is constantly. He lives to be on TV. He lives to hear himself. He he loves the fame. I don't know if you heard Alec Berenson, who's pretty good on this. He's as we know, he's written a number of these uh, booklets, and uh, uh, he's on TV a lot. Alec Berenson, uh, journalist, but. Uh, uh, knows his stuff. Now he's constantly writing and talking about vaccines. But last night he pointed out that the reason Fauci is so just uh, omnipresent and just so uh, in our face constantly is because he wanted to be the guy who um, who cured uh, AIDS, who, who cured HIV. He was in front lines. We we know he made some mistakes, and there's still people in the you know in in largely in the gay community who blame him for a number of things, a number of missteps during that uh, era. But it didn't happen. You know, he didn't cure AIDS. It didn't work out the way he wanted to. He wanted to be famous, and he's 80 now, and this is his chance. God knows he has taken advantage of it to be famous, to be out front. And to kind of be there when this pandemic was solved or cured or ended. And he wanted to be the guy to stick the flag in the ground and say, we did it. His ego is so huge. That's what's important to him. And this gain of function thing, it's a little bit getting in the weeds. But if you if you read and, and, and learn about it, it's kind of scary. And, and I would have a question like gain of function means you take a virus that affects animals and you juice it up to use Rand Paul's term, and make it affect humans. So you're in a lab, and there's 11 places in the U.S. where they do this. They do gain-of-function research. They take an, a virus that, that affects bats or whatever animal, 
and make it transmittable to humans and able to kill humans. And then you study it and it just seems kind of crazy. It's been outlawed uh, at some level. I think that's what they're talking about. Like you're not, you're, you aren't allowed to fund it. Well, Fauci found a way to fund it indirectly. If you want to learn more, read more, Sean Davis, a guy at the Federalist who despises Fauci, has covered this, written about this, and, and he's got the uh, receipts on the money that went from the U.S. government through the NIH to Wuhan indirectly. So Fauci had plausible deniability, but we have funded, we funded the Wuhan Institute of virology at some level which to me is so bizarre that we actually send money to the place where they created this virus allowed it to escape wiped out our economy killed you know 400 no 600,000 uh, Americans and there are people in the media people in America who still get upset if you call it the China virus well it's a virus that started in China that wiped out uh, you know you know, here it is again, 3.3 million people in the world, 160 million people in the world had it. And yet we're not allowed to call it the China virus because that would be racist. That would be offensive. Those are some people with some wacky priorities. If you're afraid of being, uh, you know, uh, using an offensive term uh, and hurting the feelings of people in a country responsible the virus for the virus to kill 3.3 million. It just, I don't know what to say to you anymore, but hopefully people continue to make Fauci uncomfortable. That's the only time they do is when he goes before Congress, the media will suck his toes on Sunday. Chuck Todd and Stephanopoulos will lap him up like they always do. But yesterday, I mean, Sunday he went on talk shows as always to make his, you know, to, 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 to satisfy his ego and nobody asked about the origin of the virus. Nobody asked about the investigation into the Wuhan Institute because he doesn't like those questions. They make him uncomfortable. He'd much rather talk about how much longer we have to stay masked up. I'd love for someone to ask him, did you see the numbers that nobody in the world has gotten the virus outdoors through casual contact outdoors? Why did you or, or, or Walensky or Burks or anybody ever suggest closing restaurants outdoors, closing playgrounds and canceling sports, canceling road races, filling in skate parks with sand, putting fences around playgrounds or, or ripping down rims. Think of how totally insane that, that, that was. That was wild imagery that we were playing on this show last year when they were filling in skate parts. What a, what just completely scaring the shit out of everybody in this country. Well, they just, did it in LA. We saw them pour in the sand in the skate yeah. park, like on the, you know, Venice beach, but right near me, a big, nice skate park filled with kids is where they, I, I've told the story. They put a fence up and I looked at it one day and said, well, how's that going to stop these kids? They jumped the fence and skateboarded a couple of weeks later, another fence. I mean, the first one was probably five feet. Second one's 10 feet. So the government, the place that takes your money out of your checking said, here's how we're going to spend your money, putting fences around a skate park to stop children from getting on their skateboards and going up and down the little hill. Woo! I mean, Someone in government, and I realize I blame Baker, who deserves it for everything, and, and Marty Walsh, the half-wit mayor, who's now in the cabinet, said, we must stop children from sliding around on their skateboards because of 
coronavirus. I, I'm sorry. Maybe history will explain that to me. On this day, you know, 14 months into this pandemic, I don't understand how a bureaucrat in Boston or in anywhere, LA, New York, said they sat in a meeting, a virtual meeting, and somebody said, we must put fences around skate parks. We must lock up tennis courts. We must take rims down so kids can't play basketball. And somehow they connected that back to a virus that doesn't affect children at all, A, and doesn't transmit to anybody outdoors. How are we not holding these people accountable? I hear I heard him talk about like Charlie Baker, uh, governor of Massachusetts, an absolute tyrant, liberal, fake Republican, who, by the way, was on a conference call with Biden and Biden was kissing his ass and Charlie was giggling. He got a pat in the head from Joe Biden yesterday, which was is what Charlie Baker lives for that and a blow, a, uh, you know, a kiss in the from uh, the, the Boston Globe editorial page. If they blow him a kiss, Charlie is just he's glowing for weeks. That's what he lives for. But people are actually talking about reelecting the guy, reelecting a, a governor who destroyed tens of thousands of small businesses, tens of thousands of restaurants, a guy who put millions of Massachusetts people out of work. That guy is going to get reelected for what? People like the fact that half the restaurants in, in Boston are, are closed up, shuttered, are dark, or are just empty because of this clown? You're going to reelect someone who did that? God, I've never been uh, that day, I guess. I'll, I'll be more disappointed than ever in my uh, fellow citizens, but that won't be the first time. Won't be the first time. God knows there hasn't been a, a, a politician outside of Ron DeSantis who has the balls to say this is wrong. You're being lied to. Get rid of the mask. Go back to school. Go play basketball. Only Ron DeSantis and a handful of others, I guess, you know, Christy Noem and to an extent and, and, and Greg Abbott, but it's so rare for a politician to do that. And all I'm going to say is, don't they read the New York Times like me? You know, don't they follow, don't they follow the news like me? That the, the, the outdoor mask thing was a lie was a lie again we'll talk about trump lying about crowd sizes or whatever lying about you know again his golf score yeah. this biden led lie is affects you know hundreds of millions of people it it it, it puts fear into parents and grandparents oh my kids might get uh, affected. They're now they're now vaccinating twelve year olds, and they're going to work it down to two year olds and three year olds. Yeah, this shit was especially for kids and stuff like that. The shit's stressful enough, right? Like it's it, to, uh, you could have allowed kids to be playing outdoors with their friends, and you know the emotional impact almost to my question earlier. But what really is the impact on outdoors? Obviously, outdoor dining in other parts of the country, it's a little bit different here. But uh, you know, the emotional impact on kids to me is probably the number one thing. And and, and we did that. Voluntarily, we scared yeah. children. Shame on us. Shame on society in 2020 and 2021 to take kids who are unaffected by this, who should be protected. They shouldn't have to deal with this at all. It shouldn't enter the. And we've got four and five year olds frightened of the scary virus that's invisible and it's waiting outside. And if you don't mask up, it's going to sneak into your lungs and kill you. Shame on any adult who taught a child that, who told a child that they were in danger of dying. You are you are horrible parents. Your children should be taken away. They should be taken away from you. you. If you told your child that if you didn't mask up, he might die from a virus, 
you're an awful, awful parent. You shouldn't, you shouldn't even have children. They should take them away, put them in foster care. You're horrible parents. And, and it still continues to this day, man. It continues to this day. People lying to their own children. They should, we should never told them they should have gone to school. They should go to sports. They should go to the playground. Everything would have been fine. I mean, you couldn't visit grandma, you know, say, you know, we got to protect grandma. We got to protect grandpa until they get a vaccine. Now they get a vaccine. They can visit grandpa and live a 100% normal life. And yet we want to hang on to this. Who had the story the other day about, I think it was like Atlantic magazine, how a number of liberals don't want to let go of the virus of the, of the COVID uh, panic. Don't want to let go of the, of the lockdowns and the shutdowns and the pandemic, they, they, they've gotten comfortable with it. They like it. I told you this, it's coming. I know I'm not the only one to predict this, but there will be lockdowns and shutdowns and all kinds of measures to protect us from climate change. Once we're through with the virus and everyone's, you know, vaccinated or got the antibodies and it's gone, they're going to say, you know, that really worked. That worked. Uh, we had lots of control. We got to do things. We never, we got to spend $8 trillion on all our little pet projects. What do we got now? I know climate change. Get, get Greta Thunberg on the, on the line. Greta, tell us how we're all going to die in eight years. And people say, you know, we have to stop uh, eating meat and driving cars or we're all going to die in eight years. That is coming, I promise you, and people will scare their own children again because these people are horrible, horrible human beings, horrible parents, scaring their children unnecessarily, keeping them out of school, keep them away from their friends, keep them out, keep them out of the playground, their own children. You know what? If you're that kind of person, you're a terrible parent. Consider putting your child up for adoption. You're not well, good. You're, let me ask you. Let me ask you this before you, you move on. You should do that. Right? Put your children up for adoption. You're not good. You're not a good parent. My children do not wear a mask where they are. Not, well, if a if a private business says wear a mask, my children wear a mask everywhere that they are forced to wear one. They wear one on the sidewalk. They do not. So I have I do have a little edginess inside of me somewhere. But I want to give uh, Jesse Jesse's uh, question kind of here. He makes a comment that Fauci will be remembered in history as a monster. Do you agree with that? How do you think he will be viewed two years from 100%, now? 100%. Jesse is correct. I think it's starting to, you know, the the veneer is starting to come off now. <clears throat> thanks to Rand Paul and others, we're starting to see what kind of monster he is. I still find it amazing that he's on, you know, TV constantly on certain networks. And again, Stephanopoulos and Chuck Todd and Anderson Cooper kiss his ass. Don't ask him any tough questions. Tucker Carlson made a really good case, compelling case for Fauci being a criminal who should be indicted. And if it's true, and I think there's a paper trail, if it's true that he funded the, the lab from which this virus escaped, I'm not sure if it's criminal or he's just negligent or whatever, but there should be an investigation. But I have, I have a feeling it'd be one of those deals where, you know, he's one of the beautiful people. He's friends with all the swamp creatures. They will protect them. And, you know, he's really, really old, so he's not going to be around forever. I think history will show, hell, just this, just what I just did. The fact that you did not have to wear masks outdoors. There is no transmission outdoors. That means Fauci and others have been lying to you for a year, yep. close to a year. I mean, when he finally flipped on masks, it was about a year ago. So they've been lying. And, and does that upset people? Does it, I mean, uh, you know, other than Jesse, does that make people pause and say wait a second i've been following orders like a like a trooper for a year 
And these people were full of it the whole time. In fact, they were not, this is worse than lying, exaggerating, you know, saying, oh, outdoor transmissions, 10% or no, less than 10%. When they knew it was less than 1%, when they knew it was 0.1% or essentially zero, they knew it and they lied to you and people accepted it. That should set off your, you know, your warning bells and, 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 and you should question everything he says from here on. You should question whether he's telling the truth in front of the Senate committee yesterday when Rand Paul grilled him good. Uh, he's not, I don't, I tend to think he's not, he's not, he's not, but I think, anyway, it's, it's people, I think as people get back to normalcy, it's going to turn to anger by the way. Like it's, people are just going to look back and be like, the facts are going to start to come out. And instead of operating uh, and consuming news based on emotion, they're going to actually start hearing facts and they're going to be angry about it now. Oh, I got into a fight with my family about X. Oh, I couldn't let my kid do X. Uh, that's true. It is. It is a very, angry. Yeah. I mean, consider the vaccine. I mean, if you had the virus, there's no reason for you to get the vaccine. If you're eight, 10 years old, 12, 14, there's no reason. And yet there are people in, in the government and people who, you know, support the current regime who say, of course you have to get vaccine. It gets us all back to normal. When, uh, I don't know if you heard Ron Johnson, the Senator, he's not going to get vaccinated because he had the virus. He had the antibody tests and he says he's got more protection from the antibodies than other people do from the vaccines. So he goes, why would I get the vaccine? I'm good. And that's the, you know, that's a fact. If you had it, you don't need the vaccine. Uh, and yet there are people pressuring people to get it anyway, because it's become, again, this political issue that you must do it. You know, you must comply. And now it's going to be, you must force your, your toddlers to, to get the vaccine, even though they have no, there's no threat to them getting the disease. It's bizarre that people are going to inject their children with things unnecessarily just to comply with the order from the, uh, from the federal government. It's a little crazy, but consider this. We have measures in Massachusetts still, right? And in New York and Michigan and California. Yesterday's numbers, I don't know if you saw them, Massachusetts, zero deaths, zero that's the first time, I believe, in a year. In Washington, D.C., they had four straight days of zero deaths. They had 6.8 cases per 100,000. So essentially, six people out of 100,000. So that's whatever, uh, 60 people out of a million cases. So if they're college kids or they're you know 20-year-olds or even 30, 40-year-olds in good shape, that doesn't matter. It's you know less of a problem than the flu. So you know six college kids got the sniffles out of a hundred thousand, zero deaths, and the mayor doubled down on her order that you, Mayor Bowser in D.C., that you can have a wedding, but you can't dance. No dancing allowed. No touching. And if you do, you'll be fined or the, 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 you know, the wedding hall will get fined or the caterer will get fined. If, if in Massachusetts now we had zero deaths, again, just give it some thought. That's all I ask. You have a state of 6.8 million, a state of 7 million. The governor says you can have a wedding, but if you dance, <clears throat> you have to put a circle on the floor and only people that go inside that circle with you are people who are at your table or in your immediate family. This insane overreaction still to a virus that killed nobody, nobody, not even a hundred year old people, a virus that affects 
that is uh, that is making you know a handful of people sick out of a hundred thousand or or out of a million. It's not really a problem right now. You know, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. And yet you have these governors and mayors, these tyrants like Charlie Baker or Bowser or Whitmer, who aren't through flexing their muscles. They want to make more rules. Again, I, I ask, why doesn't a, a governor like a Charlie Baker just say, okay, we're done. You all can go back to your lives. Why do you have, uh, let's see, uh, uh, well, indoor and outdoor stadiums right now in Massachusetts, 25% capacity. So to go to a game, a college game, a high school game, you know, Red Sox game, 25% capacity in a state with zero deaths in a world with zero outdoor transmission. Now, I know I'm often the voice of reason, but that is as reasonable, as sensible as you get. No outdoor transmissions, no deaths right now, a handful of, of cases, mostly young people who will get better. For that reason, a stadium that holds 40,000 can only have 10,000. There's no science to that. There's no logic to that. It doesn't matter. At some point, everyone has to understand your governor, your mayor is just doing this because they are drunk with power. They don't have a, a, a medical advisor telling them, here's, the, here's what's going to happen. You need to have 25% or someone's going to die. That's a lie. There is no danger. Right now, today, the Red Sox should... I mean, I'm sure they couldn't bang the place out, but they should have the right to bang the place out. Colleges, I mean, again, I don't want to spend any more time on the high, uh, the kids at UMass, the freshmen whose lives have been destroyed, who got kicked out of school because they were outdoors, again, outdoors, and they took a picture without masks. There's no reason to wear masks, zero, none, zero reason to wear masks, and yet, the school decided they had to wear masks off campus on their own time or they'll kick them out. How does that not piss off everybody? How is that not upsetting to everybody that they, that these authority figures, including Marty Meehan, a liar and a hypocrite, is forcing children, kicking children out of school for something that makes absolutely no sense just because he wants to virtue signal and, and show everyone he's in, in charge. Here's a... Um, uh, here's um, other measures that haven't taken place yet. Uh, and by the way, why can't every neck new measure in Massachusetts and everywhere else just happen today? Why does it have to be three weeks from Tuesday? I ask this all the time, but why can't the governor just say, okay, we can have road races again. Okay, we can have uh, outdoor whatever, weddings, outdoor concerts today. Why can it... <sighs> Why does it have to be a month from now, two months from now? There's some of these measures that don't take place till August. We, again, zero deaths, handful of illnesses, no transmission outdoors. Why can the governor say you can't do X until August? Why? Why? Nobody will answer that. I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, you know, water parks and ball pits and that kind of stuff that you can't do until whatever, June, July, and August. I wish people could just do them. It's like we said all along with restaurants, just open up. I mean, you can't technically because, you know, people like this, like Charlie Baker, Whitmer, they're so vindictive, they will destroy you if you violate their orders, but their orders make no sense. It's just it's utter madness. I know, you know we've done it before and we will do it again, but I think, as, as you asked, Colin, how are people going to look back on Fauci? Yep. They're going to look back on all these people and say, what, what were the citizens, 
what were the, the serfs, the commoners thinking when they abided by these insane rules, which were not based in science, which were not based in any common sense at all. I can't imagine being again, a restaurant owner or someone, you know, a, a, a coach who's, or a player whose entire senior year wiped out or, you know, who, whose sport was just canceled. I, I mean, it, it, didn't have to be that way. It shouldn't have been that way. I was, uh, by the way, riding my bike along the river, and this always makes me laugh. All the rowers, you know, the the college crew teams, yep, all masked up. You know, oh, all, I mean, yep. they're all on a river rowing a boat, and some of them have like. Two and don't, and don't you think that's going to bring the next level of anger too? Is they're going to come out and they're going to say, "Okay, it's okay for everybody to get rid of the mask when you're outside. No longer have to wear it." But then teams are still like, there's going to be some teams that still have to do it. There's going to be some, gonna be some guy who wins a race and his mask slipped off, and they're going to say, "Take that away." That's Correct. No like, shit like that's going to happen, and it's going to turn to anger <sighs> and fights, and yeah, it's ugly. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. All right, we got we to gotta move on. I got a couple more things we got to get to. More, uh, more, more LeBron news. I love LeBron news because he's a... <laughs> We've talked. We talked yesterday about Michelle Obama. We talked about Colin Kaepernick. These are the most spoiled, pampered, privileged, entitled people. I think Michelle probably takes the crown as the most entitled person. She was on with Colbert last night, talking about how tough it is to cope in these tough times, and she's trying to find ways to cope and get through these tough times with the pandemic and all this racial unrest. I'm sure it is tough when you're on in Martha's Vineyard. Those those rioters and looters they come right up to your beach, you know, almost to your front door, and you know, God knows when you're uh, alone in your, you know, ten thousand square foot mansion, or not alone. You got your servants and your secret service. You really have to be uh, concerned about you know the pandemic at that point. That's a big problem for poor Michelle uh, Michelle Obama. But Colbert, he he agreed. He's finding he's trying to just find ways to cope and to make it through. I can't say anyone's more spoiled and privileged than a Michelle Obama, a woman that's just had everything handed to her whole life, who's worth hundreds of millions now, who's getting paid to do nothing by Netflix and, and, and Spotify and everyone else. Nobody, nobody complains more or hasn't made like Michelle Obama. But LeBron James is close. <laughs> At least he earned it with his ability on the basketball court. 
but he's so well protected. You can't even criticize him. I'm going to guess that if you really, you know, uh, if you really wanted to debate LeBron on anything, if you know, whoever of, uh, if, uh, no one in the media ever would, but if you wanted to, you, you, he wouldn't know how to handle it. He does not know how to handle disagreement, dissent. So yesterday, was this yesterday? This guy, some guy, he owns a coffee chain store. It's called PJ's, PJ's Coffee. In he's, a he's a franchisee of the- Franchisee, of he owns a franchise or, you know, owned a store and it's a franchise, PJ's Coffee. And like anyone else, you know, he's not a big, uh, like a lot of other people, not a big LeBron James fan because LeBron James is a race baiter and a liar who put the target on the back of a hero cop, among other things, and complained about how uh, 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 young black men are hunted, you know, hunted like, like animals when they leave their houses. This poor guy, LeBron James, you know, he gets hunted every time he leaves home. And by the way, there was a, a report of uh, racist uh, graffiti outside his home in L.A. But by the time the cops that were there, you know, they washed it off. It wasn't. It was gone. It was really bad, really vile. But they didn't take a picture or they didn't save it to, for the cops to see by the time they got there. It was gone. <sighs> anyway, this guy runs the coffee shop, responded to... Um, to um, LeBron's Facebook post where he said to protect any, I think this, this was on Twitter as well, protect our young black women and men. Yeah, he, this was, is, that was, it. That was the message. And it, most people returned, uh, responded by saying, that's exactly what Nicholas reared in the cop in Columbus did. He protected the young girl in pink who we haven't heard from yet, but uh, maybe we will someday. He tweeted that out. And I think it was on Facebook as well. Protect our young black women and men with a bunch of emojis. Again, just what Nicholas Reardon did. And you put the target on his back and doxed him and tried to get him hurt. So Stephen Bruno, who owns the franchise, the coffee franchise, just responded. Nice, simple response. Eat a. I, I say eat an eggplant. I don't know what everybody else is inferring. It's the eggplant emoji, but I guess it's supposed to mean eat a dick. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. Eat an eggplant. That's all he did. Eat an eggplant. Is that, does the eggplant emoji look like a dick? I don't well, know. I think that's, maybe that's the best for a dick. I don't know. I could, I could be wrong. Yeah. You can't exactly have an emoji yeah. with a wiener. So you have an emoji yeah. with an eggplant. That's it. Eat an eggplant. LeBron James is so well protected, so insulated, so guarded, so privileged, so entitled. You can't do that. You can't do that. They took his franchise away. God, that is scary. This is a memo to Bob Baffert, that liar, that sunglassed, you know, gray-haired horse trainer liar, who who juiced up, who drugged up this that uh, uh, the uh, Kentucky Derby winner Medina and got caught and then lied and said this is cancel culture. We talked about this yesterday. He actually said that on Fox News two days ago said, this is just more cancel culture. No, your horse failed a drug test like many of your horses. You got caught. He admitted it since, but he said, I feel like a victim of cancel culture. This is cancel culture. There's nothing here that's, you know, over the line. You can't respond on Twitter with eat an eggplant. What if he wrote, go F yourself. That'd be appropriate too, by the way, for LeBron. But it's like, and, and this is again, an example of protecting the powerful. This is what Big tech does. 
They protect the powerful. This guy owns a coffee shop in New Orleans, probably bust his ass 12, 14 hour days, probably struggled to get through the pandemic, just trying to make it. And, you know, obviously LeBron is a, is a dink saying protect our young black and men, black women and men right after you dox a cop who did just that. So he writes, eat an eggplant. Just it's dumb. It's juvenile, but you lose your franchise. God, we've lost our minds. If people think that's appropriate, we have lost our bleeping minds. Well, it's the worst that the like people on the internet just feel the need to screenshot that and then just bombard the corporate office. You've been through that world before. That's why he's out of here. They just got bombarded and they caved to what is really a harmless, that, meaningless, well, shit-talking moment, by the way. It's good. Then that defines cancel culture. Bob right. Baffert, if you didn't know... This is cancel culture. When you get caught drugging your horses and they take the prize money away, that's not. This is a guy who's doing something perfectly appropriate. Obviously, it's kind of dumb to say eat an eggplant, but it shouldn't get you canceled. It shouldn't get any. I mean, it, it should just be like, that's what you that's deal not, with. That's what I deal with. When you tweet something people don't like, they write things like that to you. And you, you know, cancel or whatever. Block them if you want. It's the same exact thing, just worded in a different way, as calling somebody an idiot. There's nothing wrong with right, what he right. did whatsoever. It's, it's, it's not even profane, right? No. Unless you're. Well, yeah, I'd say it's profane. It's a, yeah, it's uh, worth calling somebody okay. an idiot. Yes. I mean, there's no f bombs in there or anything. It's amazing. No. It's amazing. It's amazing that and they're and they're doing it. This this franchise and. I assume Twitter is Twitter taking the guy down. They'll do that. They'll suspend him. Yesterday was the greatest barrage at Twitter of uh, the uh, the uh, accusations of hypocrisy because Israel was at is at war. They're getting you know hundreds of rockets fired at them, and on Twitter you have people cheering on the terrorists. You have you know obviously the leaders uh, the the mullahs in, in Iran saying you know God bless the uh, Hamas for for attacking evil Israel, and as far as I know, none of them get banned, none of them get suspended. The president can say, "Gee, how about those election like irregularities?" And he's banned his family, banned for life. But you can say, you know, way to go, Hamas. Hopefully, you kill lots of Jewish children. That's cool with Twitter. That's cool. But it 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 just it just made Twitter once again made Jack Dorsey look like the biggest hypocrite. But we already knew that he is. And the rules are the rules. You're not allowed to pick on LeBron James. You're not allowed to pick on uh, Michelle Obama. Certain people are off limits. You know, Colin Kaepernick is not off limits, but he is certainly a spoiled, pampered little brat. I mean, I, I can't believe how many people made the stretch, the leap to think, to say Tim Tebow getting the chance. By the way, he didn't make the team yet. Getting the chance to play tight end, probably backup tight end and special teams for his, his former coach in Jacksonville somehow means that Kaepernick is being denied a chance or being blackballed. Again, it's simple, it's stupid, but Kaepernick would never play for the minimum. He would never play tight end. He would never run down on special teams. He would never stop being the a-hole that he is and distracting things from you know from football he would never immerse himself dedicate himself completely to football we know that and yet it upsets all the usual suspects we went over some of them yesterday jamel hill and others who think this is an affront to kaepernick 
when you get when when a guy his age, another quarterback, failed quarterback, they're both failed quarterbacks, they're both 33. Um Tebow gets a chance to play tight end and he's going to take the chance. Kaepernick wouldn't do that. Kaepernick doesn't want to play. Kaepernick certainly doesn't want to play for minimum. Kaepernick has shown no desire to do what it takes to get back in the NFL. And somehow all the usual hacks at uh, ESPN and everywhere else, oh, Kaepernick's getting screwed. He's getting blackballed. This isn't right. Why? I don't, and yesterday, and, and he makes it easy to me to, to, uh, to f- argue against him and certainly to dislike him. I have no problem with it because uh, he hates cops and, you know, all his apologists will sit there and say, it's about police brutality. Well, um, he celebrates people who shoot cops, kill cops. We've gone over this already. T-Boat spends his money, his charity money, his, 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 the money from his charity on proms for special needs kids. Colin Kaepernick spends his money, sends it to a group that celebrates a woman, Joanne Chesimard, celebrates a woman who murdered a cop in New Jersey in cold blood and escaped to Cuba. Colin Kaepernick wishes her a happy birthday on Facebook. Colin Kaepernick celebrates a group that honors the woman that killed the cops. He likes people who shoot cops. Pure and simple. You can you can debate. You can disagree. You'd be wrong. Here's what he tweets yesterday, as people are saying, "Gee, Kaepernick, he he should get a chance. He should be back in the league." He writes, "Today I'm excited to share that we at Kaepernick Pub uh, will be releasing our first title, a book, I guess, Abolition for the People: The Movement for a Future Without Policing and Prisons." And it shows a person selling this newspaper, magazine, whatever it is. And it says, abolish the police, close the prisons. So this a-hole wants to eliminate police. When we have crime waves across the country, violent crime spiking, gang violence spiking. And this fool that lives in a, you know, in a castle, essentially, protected armed guards in the, in the, in the lobby and doormen, and he's got bodyguards wants to get rid of cops. So people in the inner city who've already got it tough would have it much, much tougher. That is still his crusade to eliminate police, not, you know, cut the funding, eliminate police, close the prisons. Why would you ever want this a-hole on your team? Why? Who would ever want that guy in their locker room, in their meeting room? He doesn't care about football. He wants to destroy America. That's his goal. But I, I don't want to get in trouble here by picking on him because you know he uh, you know he's getting blackballed, blackballed, please. But anyway, that's uh, that's uh, Kaepernick, who's still not signed. Damn shame, isn't it? Still not signed. I wonder what would happen if again today, instead of writing about abolishing the police, if he tweeted just one tweet, said I'm ready to play. Period. It would fuel the. All the people on ESPN, all the radicals that love him and hate cops, those people would eat that up. I wouldn't believe him, but it would change everything. If he just said, I really want to play, I'm ready to play. He won't do that. He wouldn't even do a tryout with the NFL, even though he got all the, you know, they opened the door and rolled out the red carpet, said, he a tryout, we'll send a bunch of scouts. And he wouldn't even do that. He had to screw that up and say, no, I'm going here. We'll do it on my terms and Nike's terms and he, he he does not want to play. He likes being the he, he likes being a martyr. 
He likes being a revolutionary. He likes being the guy who's got more important things to do than, you know, play kids games. But, uh, but he just like, he just takes the upfront money too. Like he won't be, what did he say? That's coming out October 10th. Like he's not going to be like a real says, uh, October 12th. Yes. October 12th. Like he's not going to be oh, yeah. all TV. He's not going to be all over trying to hawk a book and sell it like a, a normal person would in that. He's going to hope that Jamel Hills of the world sell the book for him and do his work for him. Like that's right. That's he's right. Netflix, that's what he's always behind the scenes now. He takes the front cash from Netflix and Spotify's of the world just like everybody else. So. Right. Gonna, when is that happening, by the way? They're going to do a documentary on his life. You know, growing up in Wisconsin with that nice white family that uh, adopted him and, and took care of him and then, you know, him going to college when everyone you know, uh, took care of him and pampered him and going to the pros and making millions. Uh, I want to get to the part where, you know, the struggle is real for Colin Kaepernick. We'll see when that, uh, documentary comes out, but is this thing a book or is it a magazine or what the hell I is think it? It's like a, I think it's a book and it's a, a collection of essays, which is like oh, the easiest. Oh, you're right. I think you're right. You yeah. It's like the easiest. Uh, essays calling, you know, for the abolition yeah. of police. Yes. And, and, and think of how offensive that is. You're essentially essentially using the word abolition, which used to mean abolishing slavery, which uh, I'm just going to say was a really good thing. Well, now it's abolition to Colin Kaepernick is the abolition of police and prisons. What a freaking honest, uh, what a lunatic and what an ass, just a total ass wipe. Screw him. Um, but uh, that will be... Uh, a big day on uh, at ESPN when that comes out. All the all Max Kellerman and you know Bamani Jones and the whole crew—they'll be so happy. The, the book about essays on abolishing the police. Uh, but anyway, big day in the NFL. The schedules coming out today. Big big day. It is amazing. The NFL schedule coming out is bigger than anything that happens in the NBA these days. Our our, our friend Bobby Burak has a column on uh, Outkick about the d- disastrous numbers for the. Um, for the NBA, the disastrous ratings. They, they, they. I don't know. Say rock bottom. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to guess the show on is it ESPN NFL Network. They have shows on uh, the schedule release and the best games and highlight the game, the good matchups. When is Tampa Bay at New England? Do you have that yet, Dave? I don't see that yet. Actually, let me poke around. I don't see that. For it's only Week One appears to be oh. uh, appears to be out there right now with the Patriots playing the Dolphins, Browns versus Kansas City. Uh, it's a big day that's going to be on Thursday night. It's going to has to be uh, Tampa against somebody. Who's Tampa playing? Yeah, I don't think they've announced that yet. So I'll keep I'll keep looking into but that today. Later today, we'll find out uh, when and what time and all that uh, for the uh, Brady at New England game. Brady versus Belichick, which will be the biggest game of the season for the Patriots. Uh, one of the biggest games for the uh, for the league and the networks. That'll be good. That'll be great. And uh, Brady will be playing. He'll be you know. He'll be healthy, he'll be strong, he'll be playing great, and I'll uh, be going against his real successor in New England. Oh, here, hey, look at this tweet. The Patriots will reportedly, it's not confirmed yet, host Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week four Sunday night football game, October 3rd, week four. Week four? Wow, that's early. Um, but uh, is when is that? September? Uh, that is in September 9th, yes. No. Week oh, wait, hold on. October 3rd. I'm sorry. I just saw every tweet. October 3rd. October 3rd. That will be big. That'll be great. That'll be fun. But uh, anyway, we'll see that. The schedule's coming out. That will be big. We're looking forward to it. And uh, tomorrow here on the show, we'll talk to failed uh, school committee candidate, uh, uh, Dick Hertz from Holden. 
um, um, Turtle Boy uh, ran for the school committee. Didn't really tweet much about this. I, did he blog about it? Because I haven't seen his story. Gave it his best shot, ran for the school committee, failed, lost, but that's okay because he should be focusing on blogging. He's on a roll. He's, he's blogging some great stuff. We will go over that, the whole um, – uh, the case in Hopkinton, the the rally, the Monica Cannon Grant rally that he went to, the Michaela Miller uh, story, the poor girl, the poor 16-year-old girl committed suicide. Uh, activists and politicians are lying and saying she was murdered. Uh, Turtle Boy's been in the middle of that, uh, kind of exposing all of them, which is a great thing. We'll get into that. And uh, we'll talk uh, more about the uh, mask scandal out at UMass because Turtle Boy busted that story wide open, too when he posted a picture of UMass president, uh, Marty Meehan without a mask, same offense. He's kicking kids out of school for, by the way, how do you feel if you're those kids or their parents today when, or yesterday, when the New York times confirms what we all knew that it is impossible to get COVID outdoors without a mask on. There's no danger. There's no reason for them to wear masks, and yet you're being kicked out of school for that very offense. Somebody's going to just lose it. They're going to go, you know, like like take hostages one of these days because it is maddening what these uh, public officials, these 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 um, university presidents, are doing to kids. Just nuts. But anyway, we shall leave it there today. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go for a little jog without a mask. I'm going to start yelling at people who have masks, particularly people who put them on their children. I'm going to I'm going to probably get in trouble. You'll be reading about me. I'll get arrested. I'll get uh, you know. I'll be page one Boston Globe above the fold. By the way, I got a little uh, story about the Boston Globe. I'll, I'm going to save it for tomorrow. Boston Globe was going to uh, write about. Um, our interview with Kurt Schilling because Kurt Schilling made some pretty serious charges against Red Sox owners, John Henry and Tom Werner. John Henry also happens to own the Boston globe. And for some reason that story didn't appear. Didn't see it. Shocking, about, shocking to hear nothing that. about Kurt Schilling accusing the accusing John Henry of threatening to out him for his addiction to painkillers. That was the charge that, because they were having a problem in negotiations, John Henry and Werner said, we will out you as a junkie if you don't uh, cooperate here. Schilling mentioned that last week with us for the first time. That's 13 years ago. For the first time, he mentioned what they did to them, what he, they did to him. We reached out to the Red Sox for their side. They had nothing to say, nothing to add. Not surprising. The Globe was going to write about it, but... They didn't. It didn't. Maybe they. Had, maybe someone wrote about it, and it just got spiked when they found out that uh, it made uh, Daddy Daddy John look bad. But uh, I'm uh, going to find out a little more about that and what happened to that story. Why it did not appear. But yeah, uh, I'd like some more details on that. Two things before we go, just to correct uh, Tom Brady. He opens the season against the Cowboys Thursday night football, September 9th. That was announced earlier ooh. this morning. And then uh, you, you asked the question about Elon Musk yesterday, how we do in the ratings. Third most watched episode of the season behind Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, which makes me think that there is an opportunity in this world to, for comedy because they likely came for Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Right. And, I was going to say, I thought it would be number one because there was a lot of buzz, but let's be honest, Dave Chappelle yeah. and Chris Rock, you know, they're pretty big attractions too. Um, uh, the, the difference is 
that Elon Musk, you know, he needs help. He's a, he's an entrepreneur. He's not a comedian. You can't, you can just say Chappelle and rock and say, do some stand up, and you're open and everyone will laugh. He needs some help and they don't have that anymore. There are no writers. There are no comedians. There are no funny people as we saw with that opening skit, by the way, that opening skit, that was the worst skit ever. Gen X, I yep. mean, Gen Z, that was written by Michael Che. It was. Yes. <laughs> I, I read that and said, not surprising, the utterly talentless Michael Che. I shouldn't say that. He's got more talent than Colin Jost. He's the better of the two, the funnier of the two weekend update guys, but he doesn't do anything else on the show in front of the cameras. He writes and he admitted he wrote that skit and he admitted it bombed. He yes. said it just didn't work. <laughs> so at least they know how bad that skit, that sketch was. And even Michael Che admits that it didn't work. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's one of those things that you must see to believe. You must see to believe how bad, how unfunny it is. And that was the opening skit, not the cold open, but the one after the monologue. And it was so bad, I can imagine a lot of people turned the TV off then and said, wow, now I remember why I don't watch this awful show. But I'd like to see the drop-off between uh, number three and number four. So if Elon Musk is at seven million at number three, I bet I bet number four is like four million people. Because I do think Elon Musk brought an audience over to them, a significant yeah, I mean, he Absolutely. Had it would be. I wanted to see how he did. And you know what? Dave Chappelle could go out on stage with no cast and no show just say Chappelle's here and people are going to you know whatever 10 million people are going to watch that's kind of you know uh, Dave Chappelle uh, should probably go pitch Fox right now to not bring back Mad TV but bring back his own sketch comedy show late night Saturday go head to head with them and he would dominate he would absolutely eat them alive and build no his question. I, mean, I don't know if he wants to work that hard he doesn't have to and we know famously he turned down 50 million from Comedy Central, so obviously it's not about the money, but he he's, you know what, he's not overexposed, he's just, we get just enough of them, so when he has a new, you know, a new, new set, podcast. new podcast, new thoughts, new, uh, what'd you think of his podcast? I haven't listened to it, I'm going to listen to it today, apparently it's like a, a accumulation of all this content he produced on tour, but it's getting good reviews, so I do want to listen to it, but it just I will check that out, we will both check that out and give you a full report, but uh, that will do it for today. I'm going to go outside without a mask and start yelling at people. And I'll uh, report back, tell you how that goes tomorrow. And uh, Turtle Boy will be back uh, with us tomorrow. Uh, thanks to DCU and Allen Paving and Shape Concrete. Thanks to everybody for listening and for watching and commenting on YouTube. We really appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Seven years ago, college wrestler Damian Hurd disappeared from a party in Gunnison, Colorado. Everyone has been drinking or whatever the usual party scene. When, how, and why he left are questions I need your help to understand. Nobody's heard from him. No, it's just like he disappeared. From Cold Case Productions and Podcast One, Final Days on Earth, The Life and Death of Damien Hurd. I'm your host, Claire Sanima. Join me April 20th for the season premiere. Are you headed back to college this fall? Amazon has part-time jobs with students in mind. With starting pay up to $20 an hour and shifts that work with your schedule, you'll be able to balance school, work, study time, and social time. 
So beat the fall rush and go to Amazon.com slash student jobs to start looking for a part-time job. Not only will you earn while you learn, but you'll get to add Amazon to your resume and jumpstart a career that can take you places. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. If you're ready to change paths to nursing, the Misericordia University ABSN program is ready to help you make it happen. Misericordia ABSN is a 16-month program that offers three start dates per year with no entrance exam, so you can start earning your degree sooner. By combining online and experiential learning at our new Nursing Learning Center in Robinson Township, you gain the experience you need to succeed. To learn more, search Misericordia ABSN.